Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi everyone and welcome to the August 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from St Vincent's Hospital in Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Rich. I'm here with James Doherty who is one of the accredited registrars. So the first paper we did, James, was on direct to implant breast reconstruction without the use of acetylodermal matrix is cost effective and oncologically safe. Um, this is out of South Africa and what was this paper about in a nutshell? So the basic issue is reducing the cost of direct-to-implant reconstruction and they've achieved this by decreasing and stopping the use of acellular dermal matrix which has a really high cost burden. The background to this issue is that most international units performing direct-to-implant reconstruction use an acellular dermal matrix or a mesh to reinforce the lower pole of the breast reconstruction. However, it significantly increases the cost burden of the procedure. The study type is a retrospective review of cases. They had two oncologic surgeons performing mastectomies and a single plastic reconstructive surgeon performing the reconstructions. They had 272 consecutive female patients who had 488 immediate direct-to-implant reconstructions across two institutions. The average age of these patients was 52, with a range of 17 to 74. Of these, 245 patients had invasive cancer, or DCIS, 27 were having a prophylactic mastectomy. All of these patients were preoperatively staged such that they did not require radiation therapy. The main part of this paper is the surgical technique that they present. The mastectomy and breast mount reconstructions were performed in a single operation. Care was taken to preserve the IMF fascial structures and they split into two groups. There were those who had a lazy S mastectomy mastectomy, and those who had a wise pattern mastectomy. 227 of the patients had an areolar sparing lazy S mastectomy. After this, the pectoralis major was elevated, lifting the inferior origin and the sternal origin up to the level of the nipple areola complex. Then, the superior two-thirds of an appropriately sized implant was placed under the muscle. The lower border of the pectoralis major was then sutured to the lower mastectomy skin flap using 2OPDS. For those who had a wise pattern mastectomy, they were, re- they were marked with a traditional breast reduction marking and then a large, broad, they used a one-to-one length-to-width ratio, de-epithelialized, inferiorly-based mastectomy flap was left behind. This included a skin disc for later nipple areola complex reconstruction. The pectoralis major was then elevated in the same technique and the implant placed two-thirds below the muscle and then the de-epithelialized sling was then used to cover the lower third. This was sutured to the lower border of the pectoralis major. Both of the groups, the Lazy S and the Wise Pattern, had large bore drains and then two layers subcutaneous and subcuticular closure. Outcome measures. This paper looked at the total cost of the procedure and then complications broken down into minor, those that were managed in the rooms or the clinic, and then major, that those were requiring hospitalisation or operative intervention. Statistical analysis was not performed. They've just presented percentages. Results, 
488 immediate direct-to-implant reconstructions without the use of ADM were performed in 272 patients. The average implant size used was 427 cc's with a range of 175 to 900. No complications that were encountered influenced the time to adjunct oncological treatment, which was started at six weeks post-op. Complications were broken down into minor complications and major. For the minor complications, the total rate was 5.5%. This was 3.4% seromas and 1.4% grade two capsular contractures. The major complications totaled 4.3%. This was skin flap necrosis requiring debridement and closure at 2%, implant loss at 0.4%, infection at 0.8% and a grade three to four capsular contracture in 0.4%. In the cost outcome measures, we've calculated in an Australian dollar equivalent that the bilateral skin sparing mastectomy and direct to implant without ADM was costing 8,832 Australian dollars equivalent. If you added an Alloderm ADM, this added $4,214 to the cost of the case. This means that for every two patients reconstructed without ADM, they could afford to operate on a third patient for the cost savings. Conclusions of this paper. Direct to implant breast reconstruction without the use of an acellular dermal matrix is comparable to other techniques in regards to early and late complications. There is a significant reduction in the cost of the procedure by using ADM. Good things about this paper. I like the focus on cost effectiveness without compromising the outcome for patients. It's a well-described technique that can be achieved without specialty equipment equipment and in a, a less well-resourced environment. Problems with this paper. There was no objective data on the cosmetic outcome or satisfaction of the patient. They simply presented photos to show that it was acceptable. The results weren't then split into lazy S versus wise pattern, so we can't tell if one group had more complications than the other. There was also only 35 months post-operative follow-up. This will need a longer-term follow-up and there was no quantification of the number of patients who had a secondary fat grafting to the flap to ameliorate contour deformities. Finally, the take home message, I think this is a great paper and it shows that there is acceptable cosmetic outcome with minimal reoperation rate that can be achieved without the price premium of ADM for direct to implant reconstruction. Thanks James, that was an excellent summary. Um, the other thing that people brought up in the discussion was uh, obviously this is are very impressive. Their complication rate is almost unbelievably low. There was no mention as to whether the patients were having concomitant auxiliary clearances. At the time of their mastectomy, this has been shown to have a deleterious, a deleterious effect on the complication rate. Um, also, there was no discussion of their antibiotic protocol, whether patients were given um, uh, ongoing oral antibiotics until the drains were removed or just 24 hours of IV antibiotics or, or whatever. Um, but overall, this is certainly a very interesting paper and uh, um, uh, given the um, uh, big push for everyone to use ADM in direct-to-implant reconstruction, it would be interesting to see whether this particular technique takes hold in the future. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com 
or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.